0: Good morning, everybody. It's great to be back. Baruch Hashem. B'nai Jacob, Shara, Zion, Shlita. Okay. Dafnun Nun in Maseches Sukkot today. We are at the bottom of Memtesam Bay's. the two dots. I'm going to give, as I like to do, a little bit of background here because if we don't orient ourselves with the Nisuch HaMai, we will find ourselves in deep water. You see what I did there, Andrew? Mm. Okay. The thing is like this. You, you, make no mistake, the the, the nisuch is a korban in a sense, right? It's an avoda, which means that the water of the nisuch is like the meat or is like the, the animal, right? It's like the korban itself. Oh. Now, why would you think that there is a problem? This is what we were just talking about before, just to remind us. You know, the Mishnah was talking about how when you had Shabbos and Yantav, right? When you had when you had Shabbos, the, the nisuch Right, would be taken care of on Erev Shabbos. Just like we said by the Arava, right, the, Nisucham, the, the water would be drawn from the Me'a Shiloch on Erev Shabbos so that the Niso ha'maim could be performed on Shabbos. Right, that's, what, that's what the words mean when we say, Kema'aseyo Bechol. That just like you did, you would do the nisuch hamayim during the week. You would do the Nisach hamayim on Shabbos. Also, it was an avoda, so to speak, that was doche Shabbos, as the Korbonos are doche Shabbos, right? And that's a and that's a special limud, right? We've already learned that, right? In the in the previous mesectis in Shabbos and in Yuma, and we kept mentioning that the avoda is very important. It's doche Shabbos. Okay, so now that we know that the avoda is doche Shabbos and the Nisuch HaMayim is Doche Shabbos, the only thing that remains is bringing the water the day before, because it's just about the acquisition of the water, going to the well, as it were, or the Me'ashi the spring. Okay. Now, the problem becomes, now what would you think is the problem with getting the water the day before? See, this is different than an animal. When you have the animals, the animals are all there, and then you shecht it on Shabbos. You don't shecht an animal on Erev Shabbos in order to bring it as a carbon on Shabbos. Uh, but the, the water, you're, you're getting on Erev Shabbos, so that's a unique thing. So now, what would be the problem? So one of the things that we're very used to is that you don't have Mayim Megulim, that you can't have, uh, right, because of the snake venom, as as we famously know. Okay, right. Now, that is not the problem. That's not the problem we're dealing with here. We will deal with that today before the parak is over, which Bezat Hashem is going to happen today. Right before we, uh, we do a allah on this, uh, this Lula Arava. But that's not the problem we start with. There's a bigger problem. And that's really where I wanted to start. The bigger problem is that there's an issue of Lina. Okay, that's not my Meghulim. Lina is that the Korban can't be left overnight. If it's Kod kudshim, it can't be left overnight. That's the problem. And so the ma'im cannot become kod, Kodesh. Now, how is the ma'im going to become Kodesh? The mind would become kaddish if you put it as soon as you pour it into a klee that is K- kadosh. How would a kli kaddish? the kli the become kadosh? The the become kadosh by use, chinuch, right? What we call chinuch is uh, is is a real term, right? Chanukas, uh, this is not a, this is a dafyomi non calendrical coincidence because it's not Chanukah, but Chanukas means using it for the first time. In a way, that's the root of the of chinuch, where you are training people to do it for the first time. Okay, so when you do something, breaking it in, as it were. So when you do something for the first time, when you use it for the first time, um, that's how you make it kaddish. But if it hasn't been used yet for an avoda, that's not kaddish yet. So what the Gemara told us is you have to bring a barrel, a golden barrel, as it were, because that's a beautiful thing that is obviously never been used. That's doable. Right? You can bring it out of plastic, right? And, and say, guys, whatever. Uh, right? Uh, Rafal made this beautiful new barrel, and you could tell that it's never been used, and now we're gonna go and we're gonna take the, the water. Uh, and I'm talking, of course, about Rafal Sage, Sage And now you're gonna bring the water, and you are going to, uh, not use it yet. And then the next day, once you use it, so now it's already cut, so you're gonna have to make a new barrel every year. That's how that's gonna work. So that's why it has to be obvious that it's a new barrel. Now, the, the, the um, question the Gemara is gonna ask is that there are other ways other than using a new barrel to avoid making this water kadosh. And they are, number one, that you have to use an exact amount of water, and number two, you have to be, have kavana to be makkadosh the water. So what the Gemara is gonna ask is, why don't you just use an inexact amount of water or not have kavana to be makash the, the water, and then you could just use the same barrel every day. You don't have to make the the ceremony of bringing the brand new, never before used barrel. Why don't you do that? And the answer the Gemara is going to say is because we hold like he because we hold like the shita that the water is not does not have to be an exact amount, and that no kavana is needed. That's going to be the shita of Zairi. Okay, that's what the Gemara quotes. So that's basically, uh, with that background, we can already read and finish uh, the parak as such. In other words, so that's really where we're at. I should just add that this, these two things—the exact amount of water and the kavana to not to be—and the kavana being necessary—is a matter of dispute elsewhere in other Gemaras, and so this Gemara becomes like a source, right, against those Gemaras, and that becomes. Right, uh, a question when you're really, really analyzing this. But for the purpose of the flow, that pun was fully intended. For the purpose of the flow, we're going to go with the Za'iri Mahalach as if this is the only place. And then when we get to the other place, we can compare and contrast. Okay, so now, says the why do you have to bring that brand new barrel? Why does the false saint have to bring it? Let it be brought. In one that was makudish, how are you going to do that? So, that's what I just told you is implied in the question. Let it be brought in a vessel, right? This is all Rashi, what I told you, right? Because Rashi says, There it is, you need to have the das, right? So, this is the two right parameters we talked about before. This is what Rashi is saying, that those two conditions could also not be met and therefore the Kli would not be Kaddish. So there's the statement of Zairi, finishing up our Memtesim base here by saying that no. We're the Tana of our Mishnah that says that you need to bring a brand new Kli holds that there is no maximum amount for for the ha'maim. And he also holds that the clicharis of the Mim Kaddish, irrespective of your das. And since he holds that, the only way to avoid the mind becoming Mikudashim, and thus the only way to avoid this issue of Lina, is by actually bringing a brand new Kli. All right. So now we arrive fully loaded to Nunam and Aleph, and we ask, Be'im if silu be That's how we finish it off. That if, right, you, you brought the water in, because of those, right, that, those cheetah of Zeiri, of the that there is no way around making the water Kaddish, then the problem would be that if you have a consecrated mikdash vessel and thus makes the water mikdash and consecrated, then ibsila Lina, Then we have the psul of lina by keeping it overnight until Shabbos morning. Again, not the issue of my megulim and snake venom, but rather the issue of lina, which is a much more serious issue, as we will see. So friskia so, Amar. So now we're going to have a second and a third answer, okay? As to as to why you needed to have the brand new uh, vessel. The first was the eerie, that it has to do with the fact that we don't hold the Tana doesn't hold uh, that those two dispensations that we mentioned work. Chizkia adds that Kli Sharis ain't makachin elamidas. That really of those two, really you do need das, okay? And therefore, really the water is not Makudish. But Ugzera Shemer Nitkachu. There is a gezera. The gazera is, right, that people will see there is where, where do Gezerahs come from? We don't want anybody to get a misconception and get right and behave against the Halacha and have issues elsewhere. What would be that scenario? As follows. Somebody's gonna see this water. They're gonna think, right, Shemir Yomuladas Nitkachu. In other words, Chizkeh is saying this water really doesn't become Kaddish because you could just have, uh, Das not to make, make it Makuddish. But unless you make a ceremony out of making a point that you're taking a brand new vessel, so then they're going to assume the vessel is Makuddish, right? The barrel is Makuddish. They're not going to realize that the water is not Makuddish because you didn't have the right kavana, right? And they're going to assume that the water is Makuddish. Once they think that the water is Makuddish, they're going to come to the false conclusions that Nasachim are not subject to Lina. And then in the future, right, they may actually violate this. And Rashi uses a very, very strong lashon in in um in in into that misconception. Look at this Rashi. Unbelievable. At the end of this uh Rashi, it's about four lines down in the narrow. shmamila shmamina <speaking> Ain Lena you would think that Ain <speaking> Lina would be a disaster. Isn't that interesting? In other words, disaster would ensue if people thought that this con- that these waters weren't just as cuttish as a carbon and subject to Lena as such. So that is the gazera. And therefore again, even though the water themselves, you could avoid it, the point is that you don't want people to get the wrong idea. And so this is really gonna be the kernel of the third answer also. That the third barrel, essentially the brand new barrel, is not necessary. However it's not halakhically necessary because there's other ways to avoid lina with the water. But without this ser- making a whole scene with the new barrel um, people get the wrong idea and that is what we're trying to avoid Alpi Gazero. Right. So again the first suggestion of Za'iri actually avoids the uh, Right is, is is assuming that it's that it's not so easy to avoid making the Mayim kadosh. But these next two suggestions saying no, it's you could have avoided it in other ways. Right, according to the the only way to avoid it is by bringing a new barrel. The next two shittas are saying no, you could have bring an old barrel, a kadosh barrel, and avoid it in other ways. But you don't want to do that because you want to purposely make this extra ceremony of of uh, making a big deal out of the new barrel so that people don't get the wrong idea. As we conclude over here, I'm Rabbi I'm Yesh Lamaim, right? In other words, there was two dispensations, right? The shear of the Maim and also the Das. So so now Rabbiana is gonna say in the name of Zera that even if you're going to say that there is a sheer t- there's a maximum amount of the water, and this is exceeding the amount, and you're going to say, even if you don't hold that you need either of those conditions, and therefore, in both cases, you, based on both of those conditions, the mayim not ma'kodesh, still you're going to have the gzera. gzera shem yomu lakidush adayim milan. This is a another thing that people are going to think, right? again, that water from a kodesh vessel are gonna, they're gonna apply it to all of the different things. They're gonna think that when you write several days earlier, don't forget, you're doing this on Sukkot, right? So, what came just before Sukkot, right? Almost the dafyomi co- uh, coincidence, the, uh, the Umkipper, where, as we might recall, ten different times during the day, we're using the Kior, right? As you might recall from Zechas Yuma, to wash the, right? The hands and feet of the coin. Okay? So, you would think, that uh, that you would think that the water that is sanctified, right, can are not subject to lina, right? So Rashi over here again he explains, right? Mm-hmm. The Shema Yomru The Kohanim sometimes wash from the kior and sometimes they wash from the vessel. And so you're playing with fire, or you're playing with water, but you're playing with fire, right? Which is I, I'm, I'm all am I'm just I'm on all cylinders today because uh, I'm so so well rested. Baruch Hashem. So you're playing with fire because we just use the water for the coin. And as we said before, sometimes, as we mentioned yesterday, sometimes when you can't use the vessel, right, you're going to have to go and use it, right? Sometimes you don't use the barrel, you're going to have to use the key or right? Um, and so, again, the, the issue is when you're, when you're having um, water pouring from different vessels, either the or or the vessel and all of these other... Uh, situations, it's always going to be a situation where people, when they look, they're going to make associations, right? They see water flowing from here, water flowing from there, Nisuch HaMayim, Kiddush They're going to make associations between all of these things. And if they think that one is not subject to Lina, they might make a a likely assumption that the other is not subject to lina. And all of these things are going to be problematic. So we want to make sure that nobody gets the conception that just because, and this is basically like on its most basic level explained by Al-Batish, water can be treated like a carbon. That's really that's really the rub here, right? Because when you see ha'maim, you don't think of it as, something other than just like usually we we, we, water is so common to us that it looks like we're rinsing or we're pouring. It doesn't look like it's actually a carbon, but, but you best believe this is an avoda. And I think that's really the underpinnings here. When you see water being poured, there could be Right, a tendency to think that this is not an avoda, and therefore that the water, which is the subject of the avoda, the material with which we do the avoda, is not subject to lina the way a korban would be, and we want to drive home the point that that's not the case, that it certainly is the korban, it certainly is an avoda, and certainly therefore is subject to lina, and the only way to drive home that point, even if we could have gotten around it another way, is by bringing this brand new barrel and saying, listen guys, the only reason this water can stay overnight is because of the fact that we purposely use this brand new barrel. Otherwise, it would be mamish mukudish and would not be able to stay overnight because it would be subject to Lena. For people to think anything else would be what Arashi calls a disaster. Okay, beautiful. So now we're at the two dots Anunamad Aleph. And we're going to finally just address this other side issue, so to speak, this additional issue. Now that we've successfully avoided the water becoming kadosh and having the problem of psalina, what are we going to do about the snake venom, Andrew? So, says the Gemar. Nishpachon nis So that's what the Mishnah said, right? The Mishnah said, if the water spilled, let's say, or became uncovered. So now something... Now, so again, right? That's, right the, the, the reality is that even though we use a new barrel, we have kept the water in overnight. Now the question is, how are we gonna keep this protected? What are we gonna do about the snake venom? Or what are we, are we gonna do if some of it uh, spills? So the Mishnah said, you just t- go to the kiar and you're gonna refill it from there, right? Because you can't have um, uncovered wine, you can't have uncovered water. Those are unfit for the Mizbeach. So you're gonna refill it from the Kiar. So the Gemara now asks, Vamai, now why would it become disqualified? What's the issue here? Says the Gemara. We have, we have alternatives. We have ways of avoiding it. Why don't you just pass the water through a strainer, okay? And this way, right, even if there was a snake venom, it would be filtered out. Brita filter, okay? Does Brita filter still exist? This is a fascinating question. You're going you're gonna to pass it through a filter? Let me ask you, is is it an issue of Borer on Shabbos to use a Brita filter? Ah, the Rosh. Revisacs and Shlita, I miss you so much. He has a shear by Borer where he discusses look at uh, Shabbos scenarios in Naleh.com, not for now, but we did these live Shabbos, Shechel Shabbos demonstrations. And one of them was Borer. He talks about the subjectivity of Borer, because you know, Borer is Psalos and but that could be subjective. So. So the Rebetzin, Sharon Isaacson, Shalita, she only drinks out of a Brita filter, uh, if that still exists. And the Roche doesn't care, he'll drink it straight from the tap. So it could be that it's more for her, not for him. Not for now, but it does apply to this to some extent, right? How are you putting it through a strainer? But let's assume you could do that, okay? So you pass the water through the strainer. So it says the, the Gemara, Let's say that we don't hold like Reb Nechemia. What happened to Reb Nechemia? Look like at this. We had a there was a question, of of using a filter, what would be the question? Because, Gilui, right? When you have a filter, uh, is it still considered covered or uncovered? So, the Tanakama said that it's still considered uncovered. When is that wine? This was in the context of wine. Okay? So, in the context of wine, Bizmancha tahtona wine? Right there's a lower receptacle and an up and an upper receptacle. So when the lower receptacle, the tachtona, is completely covered by the filter, then a fascinating thing. In other words, you put the filter. Let's say, well, for for purposes of visualization, you put it somewhere in between, and there's some right wine below and one wine above. So okay, maybe the so the question is: as long as the wine below is protected by the filter holds that you don't have a problem of Giloi, aha, you don't have a problem with Giloi. So, okay, why? Because the snake venom, the eris Nachash, is like a sponge. It means when it says it's like a sponge, it's like a sponge only in the sense that it's like floats, and so you could see it, the snake venom floating on top. Isn't that wild? Okay. Once it's flooded, why? So therefore, it's easy to remove, right? It's like um, it's like when Rav, uh, the Ramu, right? Rav Mordechai Willig Shlita was in KBY. He was there so long ago that the milk was not homogenized, right? And, uh, we see homogenized milk. We don't think it's such a big deal. But wait, you don't think it's a big deal until you see it non homogenized. So it was easy to skim off the top whatever fat or whatever from the milk went on. So it's removable, okay? But our Mishnah... Right? Doesn't allow it to be strained and then used. Right? So, Rabbi Nechemiah said that the straining would work. Our Mishnah said that the straining would not work. In other words, our Mishnah doesn't mention, right, oh, leave it uncovered and then strain it. Our Mishnah says that you should, right, that you need to cover it. Must be. We don't hold of Nechemiah's straining. Okay. The Gemara says it's not necessarily true. The Gemara says no. I feel the Even if you said that the straining would work, the right? A regular person can drink it. In other words, that is a way of right. This straining procedure is a way of right removing this snake venom issue, and therefore, I guess my magulim, right, that we generally don't want to drink, can be filtered out and then drunk. That's that's Nechemia's uh, patent. As they say, but that doesn't mean that you could use it as for nissa mayim or nissa right? Uh, in other words, yeah, it makes it drinkable, but it's not a nice beverage to use, right? A nice liquid to use for kodash. What are you talking about? Right. In other words, he. Right. In other words, Rabbi Nachemiah himself, right, would agree with that. Would agree with that pasuk, right? The pasuk in Malachi says that this is the pasuk that says that anything you put in the mizbeach has to be the most beautiful, highest form um, that that it can be. As the pasuk says, just to just to translate it, present it for your governor. Right? Would he be pleased with you or show you favor? Said Hashem. What does that mean? It means anything that you offer Hashem on the Mizbeach has to be of the highest order, has to be of the most beautiful, pristine form. So even though Rav Nechemiah would say that you could filter out, right, um, snake venom from Mayim Megulim, so, and, so let's say you had Mayim Megulim and then you filtered it out. Fine. So, Bar HaShem, you could drink it, but you would never put it on the Mizbeach. This is where the Sfas Emes comes in and says, listen, it's not nice anymore, right? It's not, it's, it's, it's pasnished at this point. It's not a nice thing to bring this kind of water that had been snake venomed and then strained out. On the Mizberg, on the Mizberg, you only want to bring the most pristine water. It would be like, you know, in other words, even if it was bottled water, <laughs> you can't use, I don't know if you could use bottled water because it has to come from a spring. But my point is, you know how, like, in the, there's the, there's the 50 for $3 that you get at shop, right, at shoppers. Or you can get like the Poland Spring or the Fiji, which are like $50 for a bottle. You can only use the $50, only use the Fiji, right? In order to, uh, to, uh, to pour on the Mizbeach because you only use the best. So, you know, if, if it's just like water that you got from the tap and bottled, that's no good. But, and you, and you can tell but you look in the bottom, it says bottled in Brooklyn, New York. You know that they're not, there's no, you've been to Brooklyn, there's no fresh spring there. That's coming out of the tap, okay? Hadron alach lula beautiful. That was, that was wonderful. Thank you for the journey. And now, may we proceed with the new journey of Hachalil. Okay, the Khalil. At the precise time of 6 o'clock. Okay, a.m. Says the new Perik, The final Perik. That was the penultimate perik. Now we're at the ultimate perik in Masechah Sukkah. Baruch Hashem. The Halil. The flute. We're getting into Simcha Space Heshorev. We're getting into party mode now. Says the Mishnah. Chalil Chamisha Vishisha. So, Whereas we said the Nisach hamayim uh, was going to be all through the yontiv, the chalil was going to be, and we said the aravos. Let's say we're not going to do uh, it, right. We, we talked about what you can do on Shabbos, what you can do on uh, what you can't do on Shabbos. This chalil, the simchas beis shaveva, is done every day except for Shabbos and yontiv. So this is the cholamoid activity, all right? Chalil chamishavishisha. That's why it's five or six days, depending on right where you are. We're going to see, right? It's obviously when Yontif falls out on Shabbos, it'll be six days, right? Because you have more days of Cholomori to party at the Simchas Beis HaShoeva. But you, you cannot do the Simchas of Beis HaShoeva, not on Shabbos, not on Yantiv. Khalil is referring to the entire Simchas Beis HaShoeva and the band. So we're going to talk about the musical instruments of the band. Isn't that fascinating? Norm, you know, every, the, the uh, singing and shira was a big part of the Beis HaMikdash, right? The Karbanas were always accompanied by Shir. The, uh, the levium we have to get ready. That's why I gargle raw eggs every day just to be ready. Um, and so, right, you have to, yeah, everything was accompanied by shir. But Simchas Beis was special. You had this extra musical accompaniment. Now, why Dafkad says the chalil? So a lot of, there were tons of instruments, as we'll see, right? Itaka and klishir, I'm sure there were string instruments and harps and all of those things, as we will discuss, because you'll see that inside. But the flute was very dominant here. Okay. So, anyways, the chalil chamisha Zeu zehu chalil shel beis This is meant, just in case you were confused, that's the flute of the simchas beis shoeva So the Mishnah spells it out. Okay. Now, Rashi, what is the simchas beis shoeva Beis shoeva kol simcha zu einu bishvil Rashi says, this is part of the simcha of the nisuch ha-mayim. mefarish ushav it's like part of the key of the idea of when you do the Nisach HaMayim, it's with great joy. Rambam says, maybe not. Maybe it's part of the Simcha of Sukkos. Why the Rambam would say that as opposed to the Nisach HaMayim is, is, uh, you know, is something that we can talk about the Iyun. But the bottom line is that this is a very festive event. So now the Gemara is discussing the Simchas Beits of Itmar, says the Gemara, as we arrive in Nunum and Beis, of Yehudah or of Eina, there are different versions of what the Simcha was called. Chadam, Amar, uh, like our Mishnah says, Chad Tani Shoeva. Simchas Beis the Chad Tani Hashuva. Uh, that, that doesn't sound right to the ear. We're not used to that. Simchas Beis HaShuva. Okay. The Simcha was very, very Hashuv. Well, it wasn't indeed, but we call it Shoeva. So I'm in the Tani Shoeva lo mishtabesh? Ma'an de Tani Hashuva lo mishtabesh? My Zutra is pointing out, neither of them are really wrong. Right? Um, and he's going to elaborate. See, this is where Rashi, the Pashtun. Rashi always looks ahead in the Gemara and tries to tie the Pshat right into the closest Gemara. So he's going to say Shavtem Ma'im B'Sason, and therefore Simchas Beis Shaveva is related to Shavtem Ma'im B'Sason, and it's the Simcha related to the Shaveva Saim. Okay. The man that Tanichashuvah lo Mishtabeish. The Amar Rav Nachman Mitzvah Chashuvah he Uva Mishesim Eibresis. As Rav Nachman said, this mitzvah, right, and they're both really referring to the Nisuch HaMayim, this mitzvah of Nisuch HaMayim is a very important mitzvah, and as we discussed at great length yesterday, it dates back to, right, to the six days of creation. This is where Rashi had already said, right, it's actually the top Rashi in the Nehemi Beis, the La'el, this is what we talked about yesterday, rather, right, that these are, right, what we call the subterranean, right, little uh, plumbing is an unbelievable time. The article points out that it brings in what we will learn soon enough, Bezrat Hashem, Meseches Rosh Hashana, that that's when we are Nidon Kamaim, right? Like we have, uh, we have, right, on, on Shemini Atzeres, you know, you have Tfilas Geshem, and you have Tefillah, and the the idea of this is where um, we 're kneedon on the on the water, which is representative of torah it 's also representative of the Parnassah, and we, and we know right that this is in fact uh, a very very hush of time, and as we discussed at great length yesterday that we went all the way down to pointing out that this was Tachlis Abria. Bre-shis. You can't spell Bereishis without referring to the Shisin, the subterranean, uh, the subterranean piping over here is very, very essential. We even said that the, that space is the Bechir of which is the Tachla Abria, the whole reason we were created. I mean, it gets very much to the core of our being. And so, we are, we have the Yom noraim upon us. This is where, right, sort of the nexus of um of, simchas, of, of the Simchas Beis HaShoeva meets the Nisuch HaMayim and sort of mixes with the Yom Naraim all into one holiday season that has to do with the purpose of our creation. May we be Zochah, right? To make the right choices and to have uh, achieve the ultimate Simcha of Avodos Hashem. Okay. So now seven lines down on Nunum Beis, we talked about the flute and all those other things that is not used on Shabbos and Yantiv. So what's the issue here? Okay, so again, by the way, so just to, just to recap what we just said, it's both Simcha of the Shoeva, and it's also Khashiva. okay. So now, now what would be the issue? So what was normally the issue of, of uh, instruments? Instruments can't be used, as we discussed, because shemei and in Klishir. This is why we don't use bands on Shabbos in Shul. Uh-huh. Now it's not really a malacha, per se, right? There's no specific malacha of playing an instrument, but Tikkun Maneh, Shemai, is a Malacha, and this is a gazera. Uh, that becomes, that plays into the Gemara that we talk about in here. Because you might recall, uh, at the very end of, I think it was Erevin, maybe Mesechus Shabbos, but I think, I think we also mentioned at the very end of Erevin again, right? Um, the concept of, um, of Shemai Taken being a Shvus B'Mikdash. That that's something that's a Shvus. Right? If it's really only an or Darabonon, then perhaps we would use it in the context of the singing of the Beis HaMikdash. But that would only be the case if this was considered an actual avoda. So this is going to be the topic now. So let's see. Here we go. Right? So our Mishnah is reflecting the view of the Chachamim that we don't do the Simchas Beis HaShoeva not on Shabbos and not even on Yuntiv. Yantiv is a bigger Kiddush, right? Because Shabbos, you have this Yisra kares, And so it's more chamur. But Chachamim say not on Shabbos, not in Yantiv. You don't use the Chalil at all. But Rabbi Yosef Yuda actually held that you would do the Khalil and Simchas Be'es even on Shabbos and Yuntiv, just like you do the nisa Chamaim. So what is this Machlokas? So I'm Rabbi Yosef, Machlokas b'shir This is fascinating. This machlokas between Rabbi Yossi, Bar Yehuda, and the Chachamim might be a machlokas as to whether this singing or really the playing instrument, the band, is part of the carbon. If the band is part of the carbon, because don't forget, Karbanos are Doche Shabbos. So if the band is part of the Karban, so then it would be Doche Shabbos. If it's just an accompaniment, so then it's not. Here we go, inside. Rabbi Yossi holds, once you bring the band, that becomes the Icar. V'avodahi, and it's considered an avodah, part of the avodah. And there, and thus, v'doche a Shabbos. And as such, it would be doche es a Shabbos. The suffer, bepeh. No, that the singing is the key, right? And therefore, v'lava vodahi, right? And therefore, the playing of the instruments is not a vodah. V'aina doche es a Shabbos, right? If it's just an accompaniment, accompaniment it shouldn't be doche Shabas. a Shabbos. shall show Ava. But regarding, okay, so that would be the machlokes always. When it comes to the band that that accompanies the Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Divriakol Simchahi. Everybody's going to say that that's Simcha ve'enadoches Shabbos, And that's what our Mishnah is saying, that that's really just a Simcha, that's really a Simcha, it's not part of the Karbonas, right? So these special days in the year, um, when we get the band, right, so some might say that it's the ikkar. Right? However, right, the rest of the day. But however, everybody would, would agree that the Simcha space of Shoeva, that is Simcha Rashi, and I think it's the Ramam also, although it's, um, they have a Girsa, so not just Divra Simcha Simchahi, but look at Rashi. Divra Kol Simcha Yaseirahi. Right? So Rashi's more explicit here, where Rashi is saying, first of all, he's explaining the Shir Shoeva beautifully. First of all, it was all night long. So we went all night this party, wow! Where was it? In the Mishnah, so you have, as Rashi explains, as we're going to explain, right? Not just the the, the flute, but also right the harps, all the um, uh, the harp. The a kinor is a, um, uh, a violin and the nivalim, and the harps, and all the beautiful string instruments and wind instruments, and they're standing on the 15 steps that represent the Shira malos, right? And all the vim are there. I mean, it's a big deal, and it's all night long, okay? So now, that, says Rashi, is a simcha seira And as Rashi explains, It's to make it more gashmak, it's to make it more beautiful. So that's a beautiful thing to do, but it's not part of the carbon and everybody would agree that it's just a great party. It's a great show. But you can't just do that and be del shabbos as such. Wow. There is an issue uh, that's discussed and, and, and Tostas brings it up. So it bears mentioning that this idea of Shema Yisak and Klishir, right, may not apply. One of the suggestions as to why we may not, because again, in other words, if there's no malachas, then why is the harm in doing it? So the answer is maybe if it's all night, have you ever seen a band play all night and not have to make some adjustments in their instruments? That's that. Maybe would be like almost like a psik ratio, right? In that case, you would be in violation of the machloch. That's one possibility as to why this is an issue that we're not doing it. It's one one possibility. Okay. Now, so that was Rabbi Yosef. So Amar Rabbi Yosef, Mina, Amina, the Vahal Poligi. From where do I think that they disagree on this point, right? In other words, there's a different machlokas elsewhere that makes him think. That there's a machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Chachamim about whether the ikar is bechli or bepe. So now Rabbi Yosef is going to show you where he deduced it, and it's and it's quite it's quite a tyro indeed. He, he did a good job teasing out this this Nikudas of machlokas from the following machlokas. The Tanya there was a the following b'risa. The b'risa says the following: shason shel eights. Ah, the question is a general question. Forget about Simchas for a second. Can you make for the base of Mikdash, out of wood or not? That's the question. In other words, we know that most of the kalim in the base of Mikdash were made out of metal. Now you might ask, as Fasemis points out, the Aron, <laughs> the Shulchan, the Mizbeach, they all were made out of wood. So. Ah, but you, uh, but Andrew, Andrew already is—he just step ahead as always. They were plated, correct? So once they're plated, they're considered as if they're made out of out of metal, right? So you, you, you—you're always reading the fasteness the night before, so you knew that one. Okay, so there, <laughs> you have the English fasteness on silica. So the, um, okay, so 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 then that 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 is not going to be. We're not going to use the shulchan and the aron enemies the Mizbech as a proof because we're going to assume that that's metal. Everything else, if you look around, the kalim are metal. So the question is, can you use wood kalim? So I'll say it very briefly outside first. If you could find an instrument that was, in fact, used in the Beis mikdash that was a wood instrument, and if you say that that wood instrument is one of the kalim of the, of the Beis mikdash, how would you prove that? Well, if you hold that the kalim and the musical accompaniment is part of the avoda and the actual musical instrument is wood. So then it turns out that one of the kalim the of the is wood and now you have your answers to whether kalim in the base of Miklish can be wood. That, be safe. that was a really good job there. So let's see. So the question is, can you use wooden kalim? So Rebbe Posel, Rebbe said that these wooden kalim are in fact Puzzle, because they need to be metal. Rabbi Rehuda Machshir. And there he is. Rabbi, Yosef, Rabbi said it's okay. And he says, My love, says Rabbi If this was the Machlokas. Rabbi mande Machshir, which is Rabbi Yosef Rehuda, right? Rabbi Yehuda must hold that the musical accompaniment is part of the avoda, And therefore, the fact that there is a wooden instrument can, in fact, indicate that wooden, wood, wood can be used as one of the caleons based on the of How do we know that there's a wooden instrument in this band? Abuva de Moshe was a wooden flute that derived all the way back from the day of Moshe Rabbeinu. They had a famous wooden flute that was ancient that they used in the, uh, in the band. Isn't that fascinating? What an artifact indeed. How much would that go for? Dan? How much would that go for on... Does eBay still exist? The, the wooden flute that was used by Moshe Rabbeinu, okay, how much would that go for? That was an artifact that they used in the band. Ah, So since we know that there was a wooden flute, and since, again, following the logic, since we know there was a wooden flute in the band, and if we hold... Right, like Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Huda holds that the band was part of the avoda. We see that you could use wood as one of the kele shklisharis in the base mikdash. Ah, and conversely, you mind the pasul suffer and he who holds it, you can't use wooden instruments as kalim. He's holding that the main acre was the singing and therefore the fact that there was a wooden flute in the band is not an indication at all of the fact that you could use wood as a klishares because the the band was not really part of the avoda. Avodah. So beautiful, beautiful. Very well done. And now the Gamar pulls the burnbaum. and he just says, low. No. Doesn't like it. The Chulayama Ikashira Bekli. Because everybody can hold that the Ikashira was really, that was with the instruments, in other words. Even if you hold that the band is part of the avoda. The wooden flute is not going to be a good right, Why? The machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and the Rabbanon, Rabbi Yossi B'Yehuda and the Rabbanon, might just be a uh, detailed machlokas. What's done in Epshar, Mishii, Well, as Rashi explains, you can't get, okay, the same kind of sound quality. You got to look at Erech and Daph and Bez, says Rashi. And you can't get the same sound quality out of a metal flute that you get out of this beautiful wooden flute it just doesn't sound the same doesn't have the same tenor to it Andrew. and since you can't get the same quality that's called ef shirt it means you can't do it any other way Uh aha okay so now for example if you need a receptacle just to move things from point a to point b it wouldn't matter whether it would be metal or wood it would serve the same purpose but for this instrument if you have a wood instrument it's got to be made out of wood. And that's what Rashi is explaining. They tried it, they tried to gold plate it. It didn't work. It didn't sound the same. Uh-huh. So that's called like this. So again, dun-in, dun-in F-shar, means like this. If you hold a, dun-in F-shar, that, would be a he, that means that he holds that even though you need to have a wood instrument to get that sound, once you can use the wood instrument, which is EF sure, meaning meaning can't be done any other way, you can extrapolate that and say that all caleb could be wood. Even in cases where it would be EF sure to use an alternative, right, you could still use wood. Done in F sure, EF sure means like this once wood appears, even though it appears in a scenario where it needs to be used, you can also use it in a scenario where you don't need to use it and could use a metal alternative. In other words, you can categorically now say, Right, that you could use wood as any of the clay sharas. as opposed to the contrast would be uman de pasil savar Lodon and Epshar Right, he who holds like like the rabbanon holds that you can't use wooden wood for the clay at base mikdash. So to that person, you'll say, what do you mean you can't use wood for clay base of mikdash? We have Moshe Rabbeinu's flute or the flute from the time Moshe Rabbeinu that's a wood instrument and it's in fact one of the kelim base of mikdash because we know that the band is part of the avoda. The answer would be, yes, that had to be used for wood because that is EF shirt done in any other way because you can't get the sound without a wood instrument. Uh, not too many people know this. I played alto sax. My parents tried to stop me. They said maybe you should play guitar or piano like a normal person. And I, um, I thought I wanted to be unique. It's the, one of the worst uh, instruments to pick up in fifth grade. The neighbors hear how horrible you are. And I remember, it's very hard, you got, but you, got, you can't do it without a reed. You have to attach the reed. If you don't have the wood in, the wood there, it's like, it's like a totally different instrument. So you can't not have the wood instrument. I, I ended up uh, picking up a guitar later and dropping the sax. But be that as it may, it's very loud. It's very loud. You can't, like, uh, sing along Shemrachos songs to an alto sax. Cause I, don't, I don't like an instrument where I can't also use my mouth for other things at the same time. <laughs> Okay, anyway, the point is that it's wood, right? And it wouldn't sound the same any other way. And so, that's the only reason. So, only there could we use wood. But in any other scenario, you'd have to use metal, because that is more chashev. Or another possibility, everyone's going to hold that the main shira was the choir. And really, just so right. So one possibility is that everybody holds that the band is part of the avoda, and it's an issue of done in eftshar Another possibility is that no, everybody holds the choir is the thing, and the band shouldn't be used. <speaking> the Khule alma the ain't done in And everybody's going to hold that just because there was a wooden flute there, uh, you can't actually extrapolate that to the other kalim. So what would be the mechala? Yes. The Machlokas is a totally different, unrelated, fundamental Machlokas about how to do hermeneutics, how to do the Midas Shad Torah Behem, how to do drushes. Okay? How so? As follows. Oh, boy. Well, let's just give a little background. There's two ways. When you have, in the Torah, a pasuk saying a general idea, and then a specific idea, and then a general idea. So we say every every morning, Rabbi Shemal Omer, here the prat is the menorah. We have a general idea of what the kalim should be. We have the menorah that's made out of metal, and then we have another general idea. So Rabbi Shemal would say, that's a prat, which means all other instruments, it's a limitation. All other instruments need to be metal, just like the menorah was metal. But there are those who say, who learn the same exact psukim, of general, specific general with menorah, not as a klalapratu klal, but as a ribui miut ribui. Okay, sounds the same, but it's learned totally differently, which is general, then a little bit of a minimization, then general again. They learn it totally different. They say every, that it could be everything, except for maybe some, it's just coming to exclude one thing. Instead of klalapratu klal means that it speci- zeroes in on this only thing and it has to be metal, that those who hold Rebu with the same Sukkim will hold that it basically generalizes everything with one exception, as we'll read it inside. So, as follows Rebi Darish Kaluprat, Rebbe the Darish Ribui Let's walk through it, says Rebbe Darish Kaluprat as follows. First Pasuk says Vasisa Menorah. That's a klal. Right? You're making the Kalim, you're making a Menorah. That's the generalization. Zahav Tahar is Prat. It's one Pasuk, right? It's talking about the Menorah. So the prat is pure gold, so that's very specific. Pure gold doesn't have to be Dafka gold, but it means metal. Mixture <makes> teyase menorora, Khzarvaal. It goes back to hammering it out. Ka <makes> praal,a prat, as we know as we say every day. So what would be the implication then? that ma prat mafur sha af shamatejas. The way right? Rebbe is going to be dovishes with the klal, prat to uh, mechanism, which would mean that any chelim in the Miklash have to be metal. You might have said it has to be gold, but okay, gold is a metal, so it's representative of metal. You need to have a Messorah to know how to really apply these. That's Rebbe, that's the way we're used to Darshan and the Pataklat, saying all metal. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda is using the same Pasuk differently with the Reba Darsh It says Vasisat Menorah, same Pasuk, start off with the Menorah, Reba. Okay, so that's a generalization. Mm-hmm. Zaftohar miyat, yeah, it's a limitation that has to be gold. Miksh menorah Back to hammering out the menorah. that's another generalization. But the way Rebu Miyat works is very different. It says ribo Miyat Variba, Rebah Hakol. When we say Rebo Miat Variba, it's different than the kalal. even though it's the same Pasuk, even though it's the same mechanism of generalization, specific generalization, it's a different hermeneutic right way of reading it, which is, or I don't know why I'm using the word hermeneutic, but it's a different way of drasha. Rebe hakol. My Rebbe called Kolmilah, what's included? Everything. My miet, so but it only comes, as we said, to exclude one thing. What would exclude? Miet shall So by doing this rebuy, miat Ribui, it's limiting it, but not just to metal, to anything other than cheres, which would be which would include wood. And that is this, the machlokas, Adita machlokas, and how we learn these drushes. So we are in the last line where it says, Amar of Papa, the last three words, will we, as with Hashem, resume tomorrow, on Nunamabes.